I had sex with my boyfriend on the floor on a towel because we live with my mom and the floor is covered in dog fur. Yeah, I said, because we do. Towel guy at gym. Dude, I don't care. Do you see where I work? I'm not responsible. I don't care. Call back to towel floor sex. I should have taken our towel. What the fuck? Welcome to the Love and Comedy Podcast, where two comedians talk pursuing love while pursuing stand-up comedy twist. Your comedian host happened to be married. I'm one of your hosts, Aurora Singh. And I'm your other host, Drew Schaefer. And we're married to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The twists are married to, to each, each other. other. So <laughs> that's us. We're cute. I love that. It literally was one of those, like, we both laughed and stopped at the same time and just went, <sighs> oh, and we are recording um, live from the Comedy, Comedy Spot, Spot studio. studio in Sacramento, California. You guys should definitely check them out. They are dope. They have all kinds of comedy here. It's a comedy club. But they yep. do all the genres of comedy. They do uh, stand-up, sketch, improv, um, and classes, apparently, classes. that I Every just learned. Every type of class, yeah. Stand-up, improv, sketch, filmmaking. I'm missing some, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm if, sure we're it, missing something. Yeah, if you ever want to entertain people, they probably have a class for it. So you can come here and support Comedy Spot um, by watching shows, supporting local artists, um, and then they have another location where you can participate in comedy classes yeah. or film writing class or whatever. So Yeah, and it's a full nonprofit, so I, I think we always forget to mention that. Oh, it's a yeah. nonprofit organization, so yes, doing the right thing. And they're sweet enough to let us use their podcast space, so thank you, Comedy Spot, and please, please, please come support them. Yes. But today's topic. Today's topic. We want to do a get to know you episode. Just like a quick little fun. Yeah, just a quick fun one because obviously, you know, we talk in depth on some things, but I think it's nice to sort of sometimes pull back and just have, you know, a more relaxed sort of intimate experience with. with oh God. Okay. Let's yeah, get started. Yeah, please. Before I say anything else weird. <laughs> One of the first questions we're going to do is about love. Um, we are going to talk about date nights um, and why they're important to us. Um, I'll go ahead and start this one. Okay. I think that date nights are important because a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, you guys are in comedy. That's so fun. You get to travel together and be out at night and like have dinner and a show and blah, blah, blah. But what a lot of people don't realize, and sometimes we forget, is that that isn't date night. No, that's not. Yeah, that's not partner time. Yeah, that's, it's not yeah. like intimate partner time where we can like sit down and talk and spend time together. Yes, we met doing stand up. But what really bonded us wasn't like stand up. It was the connection we had, like yeah. listening to music and eating dinner and traveling. Like those are the yeah. things that like made us want to be together exactly um so date night is important to me because we can step away from being the entertainment yeah and just spend time together as a couple as the Schaefers. which we need yeah it's yeah. like we're both basically working two full-time jobs each just like yeah. With comedy, it's go, go, go. And it's like, oh, you guys were at a show together. That's so cute. You're on the same show. Like, that's such a great moment together. Or you get to travel together. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have traveled. Traveling is very stressful. Yeah. What? And like, 
when you're sitting next to your partner and like you're a middle seat window seat, like you're squashed next to some stranger. Yeah. It's never comfortable. <laughs> never comfortable. So it's like people think, oh, you're always spending time together. That's quality time. That's what couples need. And it's not. We need so much more than that as a couple. I'm very thankful that I get to do this with you. Course, and I think it's like, course. it's nice to know that someone's always kind of like looking out for me and is on my side and like rooting for me in this. And it's cool to be able to travel with someone I do feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we need to have date nights. We forgot about date nights. For a while. Yeah. We kind of have recently too. We've both yeah. been really busy, but um, what made us do date nights again? So it's something I'm going to encourage for, you know, any couple out there. We did a couple couples therapy sessions. That's a lot of use of the word couple. We did a few couples therapy sessions together. Yeah. And it was something where with that therapist, it was really like he pulled back to just the basics. Like, hey, when you first met, what drew you to each other? What did you love about each other? And it's like, okay, are you guys still doing those things? And we're like, we don't have time. And so like, what do you mean you don't have time? Because like what I've read somewhere and it's what sticks with me, anytime you say, I don't have time for blank, rephrase it as I didn't prioritize blank. And then see how that makes you feel. Like if you're like, we don't have time to hang out together versus we don't prioritize hanging out together. Oof. 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 Because that's what it is. It's like you have time. Like, are you spending that time watching TV? Are you spending that time getting drunk and like at a bar? Like, reprioritize. A lot of the time, Drew and I, because like, because we are on so much, like when we're at shows, traveling, all this stuff, we're we're in stress mode. We're learning. We're taking information. We're entertaining people. When we would come home and we would decompress, we would be on our phones. We'll watch TV to quote unquote bond and be together. But what started to happen was that like, I was like seeing this man in the room watching TV and being like, what is he thinking about? Like, what's going on? Like, and I started to feel less connected. Yeah. Because of those like ways that we decompress. So now, even lately, we've been so busy. I've been traveling. You've been traveling. Yeah. We have, we were doing date night every week and make and prioritizing the yep. time. But the past like few weeks, we literally haven't had the time. Literally, like, yeah. I literally have not, there aren't been enough in hours in cities. the day. Yeah, yeah we're been. in different states. Yeah. So it's haven't like, had the time. Yeah. But what I've noticed is that you and I, even though we haven't had time for date nights, when we are together, we like put our phones down, we talk, yeah. we, we pause the TV, we like check in. And I think those moments are really important to to create even if you can't be like let's go to a cooking class it's like you don't always need to like go do date night it's about just making sure that like you have that connection with your partner that is from the beginning like the basics of like when we first started hanging out we would literally just like show each other songs that we liked yeah you know and talk and talk about them you know and just having those things that like oh why are we do why like why are we nine years later like still with each other like remind each other of that the fun things that we've done and it's like i think even lately we haven't committed like a full night to just that but there have been moments where it's like we'll be traveling together and it's like hey right now let's just go do this together alone let's go grab a bite to eat and just be with each other for a second i think that also helps to like uh helps 
for me, I won't speak for you. Mm-hmm. It helps me stay grounded in the moment because I agree. like traveling is stressful and tra- traveling to perform can, can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you are like, hey, let's just go sit down and like go do this thing, then I am like, okay, you know what? You're right. And I'll put my phone down yep. and I'll be present in the moment. I won't be thinking about X, Y, and Z of what I need to do, where we need to be, what's going on. I'll just be like, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's just go take a breath yeah. and have some coffee or something. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It's I, been nice having a few of those little moments. Yeah. So I think it's a good, I think it's just balance and like, making sure that no matter what happens in this world, like at the end of the day, we chose each other. And so we have to just make sure we prioritize each other in yeah. some sh- way, shape or form, even if it isn't fancy date night or like planned out. I shouldn't even say fancy, just planned out date night. That's yeah. And that's really what it was. It was like, plan it out. Even if it's just a night in together, just plan it out. Yeah. And plan we've been it doing- out. But if you can't, yeah, then recognize that. Yeah. And take a second you guys can decompress in silence too. You don't have to have the TV on. You don't have yeah. to be scrolling TikTok. Yeah. And so like, yeah, people are always curious like, oh, as comedians, yeah, how do you date? Because like we're working nights, which is when most people go out on dates. Yeah. It's like, well, we decided Mondays and Tuesdays are usually slow comedy nights. So if we can, let's do a Monday or Tuesday date night. And it's like, yeah. that's been helpful. Just like whatever you are as a couple, whether you're, you know, if if you have kids and there's priorities with them, it's like, restructuring your schedule and finding that time because there's time somewhere probably i think it's hard i mean obviously we don't have kids but like if you do have big priorities like family like that like whether it's kids or your parents or whatever like if you guys can't prioritize if like we can't prioritize our connection and our relationship then like helping if we had kids or helping my mom or like anyone isn't gonna feel like I have a team, it's going to feel like it's on me because I haven't like connected with my partner. Yeah. So I think that's why I think date nights are like so important or yeah. at least just like remembering that connection yeah. with someone. And we've had some fun ones. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. I think one of my favorites was just very chill. We got the best hot chocolate in the country and they had a <gasps> so vegan good. option. It's just down the street from the comedy spot. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, and it was just something, it was so cool to experience. Don't say the name unless they sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like one of those moments of like, this is something sweet, romantic, just very chill night. And we had hot chocolate together. Yeah, it was fun. We do fun things like that. And then also, you know, we do helicopter rides around the Grand Canyon. So it's everything in between those two things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which was hilarious because Drew did vomit in the helicopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had both glasses (laughs) of champagne when we landed and I am already not good. And I'd never been in a plane even. I'd never been in the air. Yeah, this was like uh, like seven years ago. No, not even. It was was like eight years ago. That was like when we first started dating. May 2015. I remember. That's very funny. That was less than May a year 2015, in. you're like, it was trauma. It was trauma. I lied to her about where we were going, lied about everything we were doing. It was good deceit. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. deceit. Yeah, no, it was fun for sure. Date <laughs> nights, do them. Do them. Um, also, thanks, Sam Bear, for that question. Yes, how do um, you date? Very important question to answer. How do you date? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more to go into it, but... That was a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Sam. Sam, um, she produces shows in Santa Barbara. She's also a comedian. Um, So if you're ever in Santa Barbara, check out uh, Bear Cave Comedy. Yeah. And do uh, go to those shows and support her because they're really fucking awesome. And we're actually going to go do them this month. This month. Oh, my God. 28th and 29th. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, we are, we Sam are. Bear. We're going to see you soon. I'm so 27th excited. 27th and 28th. 27th and 28th of April. Yes. Um, if you are in Santa Barbara, come through. Hang out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. We're doing two nights. Two nights. And one of the shows is at the Wildcat. Yes. Have you been to the Wildcat? I've never been, but I've heard about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. It Katie is Perry? A, oh, man. It Her bar? A, yeah. Uh, Katie Perry is from Santa Barbara. <laughs> I found out last time I went to Wildcat and she wrote last Friday night about this bar. Yep. <laughs> so we'll be there. It's a good comedy. time. Yeah, we're going to do stand up there and then we'll hang out and uh, dance the night away. Yeah, perfect. That's a great transition <laughs> into our comedy section too. That is. Okay, yeah. So, um, well, you're doing the comedy section. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll I'm be ready. quiet. <laughs> uh, for comedy today, we have two questions that we think are pretty interesting, pretty fun. Uh, the first one is. What would you do if you didn't do stand-up comedy? Like, what would your career be? You go first. Um, okay. Well, for me, so a lot of people know, but maybe you don't. Uh, I used to be a teacher. And I would love to be like, oh, I would 100% still be a teacher even if I wasn't doing comedy. I don't think I would be. I think, like, the punishing kids part was never going to click for me. It's just not. I think more and more, like when I talk to people, I would definitely be doing something that helps. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday and she was saying, oh, I'm going to school for psychology. I want to start a nonprofit to help people in like at-risk communities. I'm like, I would love to do that. So you would still be broke. I would still be broke. Yeah. Okay. But I, I maybe would do a for-profit help situation, not, like maybe not a nonprofit, <laughs> but like I feel like I'm so addicted to making people feel better like to me like my worldview is like life is tough for pretty much everybody and if you can find a way to help people not have such a tough life do it and so for me like comedy is like the the break that people need in their lives and I think if I worked a job where I was able to spread some of that happiness spread some of that help I would be so happy and I would feel fulfilled Okay, that's good. So yeah. you don't have like a specific job? No, I think like either like what, what, therapist can you or... Think, oh, a therapist? Like a therapist you would You think help. you could handle hearing all that? I think so. I oh, think, yeah. that's a tough job. It's something where like, even at my current job, like one of my roles is kind of like HR and people will call just to sort of like vent and I don't feel like I'm any good at it, but like people rely on me for it where it's like... Apparently, I do it better than most people. They're like, oh, I can't talk to anybody else about this. Like, you are understanding. You listen. Yeah. Like, and to me, it just feels like I'm just being a decent person. I could actually see that. I could actually see you being a therapist because you are a good listener and you don't what? like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. That was yes. such a dumb joke. Such a dumb dad joke. <laughs> I loved it. Um, But you like don't necessarily get emotional when other people get emotional mm -hmm. like if someone starts crying in front of you that you don't start crying no i'm just like they're 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 there no they're. you're you're much more uh, empathetic than that but like i would immediately start crying so i don't get it but like <laughs> i can totally see that working out even for you boat that just yeah smooth sailing and let but, the like, waves you feel hit. supported like you, like people feel supported it's when they talk to you, that's why they feel comfortable opening up because you're like, yeah, understanding, but like, 
you won't necessarily start crying with them, yeah. so which is good. Yeah, so either like therapist or like a lawyer. I would just be filthy rich just representing all the bad guys. I would hope that <laughs> if we met and you were in a comic, you would be a filthy rich lawyer. Filthy like rich money. lawyer. Like I love argument. I love debate. I went to nationals in debate. I don't know if I said that in one of our other episodes, but like yeah. I love debating and I love writing papers. I love reading law. Like I understand it, so it's fun, but I'm like, it That's just, why your comedy is swaying more that way now. Like, I think so. Yeah, debating why certain things are important and other things. Yeah. Right, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about you? Um, I I would be an epidemiologist. Yeah, I remember this. I so, want to hear about it. Yeah. So like I was pre-med in college and I really wanted to go into sports medicine. But um, I was like sitting in a lab one day. With, like it's like a three hour lab that you take in addition to your classes. And we were like, all the people, all the, my classmates were talking about medical school and how excited they were to go to labs and do this and that. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh God, I don't think I'm excited for any of that. And like, bad idea to try to go to medical school if you're not 100% in, because yeah. it is so tough. Um, I had to take an epidemiology class for my degree. And I loved it. I got an mm-hmm. A in the class. Like it was the easiest A I've ever gotten in my life um not just because like not because the class was easy but because i loved it yeah like i enjoyed finding the trends and patterns and like i guess i just like that kind of stuff like when there's trends and patterns and it's easy like that that, or that is easy to me i don't like math i don't Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out like marketing and what people like i don't like like any like all the business classes I didn't like that I didn't like the tech I didn't like the math I didn't like using a centrifuge I didn't like (laughs) using a microscope like I didn't like any of that stuff I really liked cutting into things that's (laughs) concerning (laughs) and when I say things I mean like animals yeah animals and people just say it yeah you you cut open a cadaver and you were like I never cut open a cadaver oh okay but I did work with cadavers that were cut I thought you cut open it's It's no, no, no. I was in a lab, an anatomy lab, where we were learning about the reproductive system. Okay, and there was two else. cadavers. Yes, there was two cadavers, which if you don't know in science terms, that is people who have Dead donated. Body. It's people who have donated <laughs> their bodies to science. Wow. That's like such a like <laughs> such a bureaucratic way of saying it. Like, that they, people have donated consensually to have yes, their body donated to science and just so just so you know if you do donate your your body to science it could end up in an undergrad class and yeah. you're gonna have assholes like me looking at a, your dissected penis yep, it was literally we okay well there it is Aurora's like i wish i had gotten to cut it so i guess i wouldn't <laughs> so if i did go to medical school mm-hmm. i think instead of uh in, instead of sports medicine i probably would have gone into surgery Okay. And I probably would have been some kind of surgeon because I, I, then I don't have to really talk to people and I could just cut open. <laughs> and it's kind of like, honestly, it's kind of like being a mechanic. Like you just go in, you cut, you know, the lines, you know, where things are supposed to line up, you yeah. sew it up and you're done. Right. True. And then you learn tips and tricks when things maybe don't go the right way. And then you learn on the fly and you just keep going and you save, and then you save people's lives, which is dope. Yeah. But, um, without the medical part i probably would have gone into epidemiology i loved learning how diseases diseases spread i loved seeing patterns i loved being able to i loved the idea of maybe working for the cdc and getting to like track things and like being the one that's like i found it let's get let's stop it before it spreads like that drama to me was really exciting and then all of those jobs make a ton of money they do 
So I would have been happy with the paychecks. That would have been nice. <laughs> I remember when we first started dating, I bought you like a Time magazine that was like how viruses spread. Because we had talked yeah, about I how much you were into stuff. it. And I gave it to you and you never opened it. And I'm like, what if you had known the cure for COVID? What if you had been like reading it like, oh, yeah, and viruses do this. Oh, I, I know how to solve it. At the time. And you were just like, nope, I don't have time. And then got busy. And then, yeah. It was a good gift, though. I, it was, that it was, was my. Like, it wasn't expensive. It was like eight dollars yeah yeah, yeah. It was and nothing so i just had other priority priorities but i love i love it that's probably i would i would be an epidemiologist or a surgeon yeah that'd be really cool <laughs> which is so weird to think i'm a stand-up comedian <laughs> total my, opposite but my other job would have been cutting people open yeah yeah well i mean as a comedian you study what makes things go viral uh... Uh... <laughs> All right, our next question. It's one we get asked a lot. I'm sure most comedians do. Who is your favorite comedian and why? Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, I know yours, so I can have time to I'll think. just go to my go-to. Yeah, my, my favorite of all time is Joe Coy. Yep. He's who I watched growing up. Um, when my mom would say, like, okay, go to bed. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. would stay up late. And watch Comedy Central. And Joe Coy was always my number one favorite. He's like, when I first went, when I went to my first open mic, that's who I was like, looking, channeling like channeling like- in my head. Like, what what do I love about Joe Coy? What, what makes me like so drawn to the stage and comedy? And it's the way that he is on stage. He's like himself. It's fun. It feels like a party. It feels like... It feels like he's like welcoming you into the home and he's just like telling funny stories. Yeah. And um, I think part of the reason why I really love Joe Coy is because it kind of reminds me of like my family. Like, and maybe, and maybe it's a cultural thing. Like he's, he's Filipino and I'm Haitian and Indian. And like when my families get together, it's very loud and fun and people are laughing and talking over each other and like listening to music and dancing. And that's what I think I loved about him. And so I was, so that's what I was thinking of when I went on stage. Now I have like, it's hard to pick one yeah. that I love and I still love Joe Coy. Um, he's still my number one, but God, I love, I love uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Of course. Not just because she's funny, but she's a fucking cool person. I've yeah. met her before, and she was just so sweet to me. Um, I got to open for her like years and years and years ago in a basement in Vacaville. <laughs> um, but she was fucking dope. Um, so I love her. Uh, I love Michelle Buteau. She's also half Haitian. And I just really relate to a lot of the things that she talks about on stage. Um, she cracks me up. And she's also a very sweet person. Yeah. Um, I've never met her, but we've DM'd on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. She responded. She's, yeah, yeah. she's sweet. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Joe Coy, Taylor Toms, uh, Michelle Buteau. I don't know. Uh, are about- there any comedians maybe that you feel like you're similar to, or do you feel like you're like carving your own brand new path that nobody's done um, before? I, yeah, I think I'm similar. I think, I think you always kind of pick up like traits of comics that you like. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm a mixture between like Michelle Buteau and Taylor Tomlinson. I can see that. Because I think Taylor Tomlinson has this like way of speaking the truth from negative experiences Mm -hmm. and making it super relatable. Yeah. And Michelle Buteau is an entertainer. 
you know, she's a strong writer too. Great stories. But yeah. she's a storyteller and she is an entertainer. Yeah. Like when I watch Michelle, I'm just like having fun. Right. Yep. And so, and I think I get that from Joe Coy too. Yeah. The entertaining part. And I, I think I get more of my swag from Joe Coy. I think I get the entertainer part from Michelle Buteau. Mm-hmm. And I think I get more of my like dark writing style from Taylor Tomlinson. And a little from um, Anthony Jeselnik, who I yeah. just worked with. Yeah. So I, I, and I look up to him a lot too because he takes a dark spin on jokes and then puts a smile at the end and he gets away with it. And yeah. I respect it and I love it. And I do that too. It's fun. Who That's are fun. your who are your top comedian? Who's your yeah. favorite one? Pick one. Your That's favorite. why it's so hard because it's like, yeah, it's like, what day is it? What mood am I in? Are we talking nope. all time or right now? Like, there's you're, so many. You're, someone goes, gun to your head, bet your favorite comedian, go. Um, I think I would say Nate Bargatze right now. Great. Like, amazing, amazing he's comic. He's been good for so long and everybody now knows who he is. And it's just fun to watch his stuff where it's like he plays his character perfectly. It's fun stories. And it's just fun to like we've all said or done things that were dumb. And like sometimes he's the dummy. Sometimes other people are dummies. And it's like in such a positive, clean way. Like he's one where like you watch the whole set and you're like, oh, wait, that was clean. Like there was nothing. It doesn't feel like he has to pound like I'm clean. I'm clean. It's just like he's just telling his life. And it happens to be clean and And funny. it doesn't feel like innocent. Like you're not watching it going like, like, oh, this is too sweet. Yeah. It's like, no, he's, it's, it's just funny. It's funny. He's so good. And yeah, I listened to him like 10 years ago when he was only doing like albums, not doing specials and that stuff. Honestly, like I wish he could go back and redo it for the audience that follows him now. Because I feel like people watch Netflix, they don't go back to like listen to people's albums. But his old albums were so good. Yeah. Like so many fun bits where he had like one where he's like, Kmart always looks like a store that's going out of business. Oh, I um, remember that one. Like just everything. And he's like, and he talks about like Walmart versus mom and pops. He's like, Walmart's great. It's open no matter what. There was a fire in one of the aisles and they just shut down that one aisle and stayed open. <laughs> yeah. Versus a mom and pop shop, you go there some days and it's like, oh, we're closed because we're sad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Everything about him is just like so funny. So he's been a favorite. For okay, so now you can open it up. Okay, so as far as who I I'm feeling like I'm kind of similar to more and more, I'm seeing similarities to like Pete Holmes. Okay, like some of that religious I trauma, can see that. silliness. Like I think at the the end of my set, like I'm a very positive, silly, high energy person, and I feel like that's a lot of Pete Holmes. And even when he talks about maybe some negative stuff, it's like in such a silly way that you still like him and you still are on his side. So I really, yeah, Pete Holmes is one. I feel like I'm trending that way. Um, Kyle Kinane is always a fun one. Like he has so many great albums, great bits. Kyle Kinane's dope. He's cool. Yeah, yeah he's super he's cool. cool. I've like, also met Kyle Kinane. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, also met Nate Bargatze. Yeah. <laughs> We, the weirdest yeah, thing, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I tell, we, please. Tell yeah, story. we went to go see Nate Bargatze at Punchline um, a few years ago when he was running his not his last special, but the special before that. His first special, actually. Like oh, his he, had first that, special. he had that. He had that fifteen oh, yeah. minute on You're Netflix right. or the 
20, whatever. Yeah, yeah. his first special. It was, was right after that came out, and he was in Sacramento running his first full special. Full special. Yeah. And anyways, went to the show, had a great time, loved it. And I, so we, funny. We didn't get to meet him or whatever. And then the next day I went to work. I worked at a gym, and he came in with his opener to yep. work out. And I was like, holy shit, it's Nate Bargatze. Yeah. And I like ran around because I was a sales associate there. Of course, I was in fucking sales. Of course. And I ran. I was like, don't worry. I got this one. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably was like this psycho and um i took a picture with him in his opener and yep. he was really cool but yeah i met him and then um kyle canane i met because i was at a comedy festival in pittsburgh and um the producer invited a bunch of comics over the next day for tacos and at his place and we were all hanging out and i was like talking to a comic about the uh this one liner liner competition we were doing the night before and um <laughs> i was like talking to her and i was like i'm so sorry to interrupt <clears throat> is uh, Kyle Kinane sitting behind me? <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, I swear to God, I hear Kyle Kinane's voice. Like, yeah. Or is the TV on? Like, what's happening yeah. right behind me? And she looks over my shoulder and she goes, dude, holy shit, Kyle Kinane is sitting in the chair behind you. Yeah. And I was like, what? And yeah. I like turned around <laughs> and I was like, hi, I'm Aurora. Hi, my name's Aurora. And he goes, hi, I'm Kyle. I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're so sweet for introducing so yourself. Just, yeah. No, I knew exactly who he was. And we had a really cool conversation. Yeah. And he, like, dropped a lot of wisdom. Um, it, yeah, it was cool. And he was just cool to talk. Like, we weren't always – we didn't just talk about comedy. But, yeah, yeah, we name drop on this podcast for we sure. Care. We yeah. need it. We, we need the views. Yeah. And we, it's just – it's fun. Like, comedy yeah. just been – like, we know so many cool comedians. We've heard of so many great comedians. We're starting to work with some of them. And it's just, like – it's so much fun. Yeah. Last night, because I was working with um, Jesse Johnson, um, I told her how I got really drunk at comedy store at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. And I vomited and then told Bobby Lee to fuck off. Yep. Like years ago. And she was like, I'm going to tell him that and see if he remembers. I was like, yeah. Jesse, no. Yep. You shouldn't have told her she's going to I know. Do but it. If, he fi- yeah. if he does remember, it's like hilarious. You know, yeah. it was like. One year into comedy and just being stupid at this. St- I was I was there to watch a show. You know, yeah. I would never do that now. That's so funny. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I love this comedy thing. Just, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Okay, so you said Nate Bargatze and then who else? Pete Holmes. Uh, Pete Holmes, you, Kyle Kinane. Because I'm Kinane. similar to Pete. Kyle Kinane's just always been somebody that just has the key to my, to my comedy yeah. heart. Like... Just makes me laugh no matter what. He's a really like, good writer. And it's just, it's so hard to pick other favorites because there's so many people that I respect so much, like for different reasons. Like Bo Burnham was the first one that made me want to do comedy because he was doing a Comedy Central special when he was 17, I think. And Ugh, I'm like, so cool. That shouldn't be possible. You have to do comedy for 17 years. Like <laughs> he hasn't even been alive that long. So watching that, like you get inspired by these people and it's just, it's so cool. Yeah, and I I hope that one day people are like, who are your favorite comics? And they're like, oh, Aurora Singh. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope so. It's going to happen. I, you know, people probably feel like that right now. You never I'm know. Sure you probably have somebody who you're You probably their do too. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It's like no matter what you do, they're like a fan. They're like, yes, you get me in a way nobody else has ever got me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Me too. I love stand up. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Pocketed punchlines. Pocketed punchlines, our favorite game. <laughs> uh, where we find old jokes or premises that we wrote years ago and we just see what's up, what's yeah. going on, how what's, are we feeling about this? Is it funny? Is it yeah. not? Where, where, where does are it we, fit? Where are we trying to go with it? Yeah. yeah. What was going on? So, you go first. Uh, so mine today, um, 
mine is talking about growing up poor. That <laughs> um, I grew up so poor that I just assumed every car just broke down every couple months. Like that, I thought that was just normal. Like every two months, you have to go take it to the shop. That's normal. Like every car is like that. Or like, like in your reality, that's what cars were just um, this nuisance of a thing. Yeah, that yeah. you just they would break down all the time. Like if you drove up a hill too fast. Or if you drove for more than two hours, it would just overheat. Like that was just a inherent problem in cars that they had never fixed. That it was just like, yeah, all cars, yeah, if it, two hours and it's done. Like, yeah, don't drive more than two hours. Like in my head, it was like how Teslas are now. Like you have a certain amount of time, and then you just have to let it cool down and charge. Yeah. And I thought every car just worked that way because <laughs> my mom drove a a crappy Volkswagen Rabbit. It was like a pinto wagon and mm-hmm. it just broke down. And I remember her crying, trying to get it to start. And it'd be like, duh, 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 duh. and she'd be like, oh, just start. And I'm like, okay, that's just cars. Like, I didn't think like, I was like, we'd see people drive fast up hills past us. I'm like, their car's going to break down. So what do you think the joke is? I just think it's, I don't know. To me, like, that's the problem. Like the humor to me is just that that innocence of a child that like you think what's happening to you is what happens to everybody. And it sort of fits with like me growing up on food stamps and thinking everybody got food stamps. And you thought like we, like, you got real money, and you're like, what the fuck am yeah. I supposed to do with what this? What am I supposed to do with real money? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't buy candy with real money, only yeah. with food money. Like yeah. I, now I have to go buy clothes or cigarettes because that's what my mom spent real money on. Okay. I was like, I don't want cigarettes, and I have all the clothes you're I like, need. I want toys. I want toy, not even toys. Like Aww. I just want candy, and I was like, Aww. I can't buy candy with the real money. And my mom's like, you can buy anything with real money and i was like then why don't we just have more of this that's funny so you can talk about the first time you found out cars weren't supposed to break yeah. down all the time that might be where the joke is yeah yeah and it's like even like it got to the point my first car that my dad bought me he was like this is gonna last you and your brother all four years of college mm. it's gonna be fine and it broke down on the way up from the bay area <laughs> to, to reno and i'm like it didn't even last a day it didn't even last an hour and that thing broke down all the time like That's we had funny. every issue imaginable and you're just like so cars are a nuisance just cars take public transportation you don't have to worry yep. about fixing it yeah and then one day you're like oh cars aren't supposed to be doing this. yeah cars when you get there a good are cars car, that don't break down yeah mm. if it has under a hundred thousand miles it's gonna drive decent yeah. And after that, most cars still, if you took care of it, will be okay. Isn't it wild to think that some people just think that? There's probably yeah. people out there who just think that cars are supposed to break down. I mean, yeah. And they're, they're probably. Like a and it, it's. I know someone like that. Yeah. I'm Me? Not, <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, some people, because it's like, obviously. You don't have to go buy a brand new car, but it's like fine. Like but if a you're spending two hundred dollars or more a month, if you're spending around two hundred dollars a month um, fixing your car, you can get a car for two a newer car for two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and you don't have to fix it. Yeah. it just and it, then you you're paying two hundred dollars a month to own the car and also have um, a piece peace of mind that it's yeah. not going to break down. So yeah. you're not spending two hundred dollars and time yeah. to get it fixed. You're just spending two hundred dollars a month to have a nicer car. Yeah, like do the math. Yeah, and I wish. I yeah. think you could. I think you could write a whole thing about it. But your what you thought about it when you found out cars aren't supposed to do that, and why people should not be paying two hundred dollars a month to fix their car yeah. every month. Exactly, because it takes too much time. So much. We write it. It's good. I like it. Okay, I like it. How Um, about you? What'd you find today? Oh shoot. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Search through the notes. Okay. So this is from 
February 16th, 2018, 6.20 p.m., which is hilarious. This was two years before we got married. Okay. Uh, to the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. If it's about me, that's going to be think it is. foreshadowing. I, so what I do is I go in my iPhone notes, and I just scroll and land on something random. So that's, I literally have no idea. So I just landed on this. That's how mine was, yeah. Yeah, I just landed on this. Um, uh, God, this is so... Oh, God. This is so, like, low-hanging fruit already. It says... <laughs> Phone having shared 600 minutes for the month for the whole family and couldn't talk for free till nine. Been done. It's been done. This yeah, this whole premise has been done. It's like if you have your unique take, because we all have that. Yeah. I remember, yeah, the shared minutes. And yeah, I um, only talked after nine because I was like, my family's going to use all the regular minutes. I yeah. only get the after nine minutes. Yeah. So I... <laughs> So yeah, I, I guess I could like bring it back. I don't know. Um, the other, I, there's a bunch in here. I won't read all of them. I'll that's do also, it. but I mean, that's a way to like, you can use that as an aside inside of a joke where you're like, I, could use I it grew as a up point. on the only co- yeah. only free talking after 9 p.m. Like you kids can talk all day and you prefer to text. I remember the, oh my God, that's so true. That's so, so true. So frustrating. Like, but they I have prefer to text. I prefer to text. I prefer to text. I yeah. um, but I remember when my mom upgraded us from four hundred minutes to six hundred minutes, and I was like, "What?" But it's also wild that my we I had to share those minutes. Yeah. So it wasn't four hundred minutes per person. No. Six hundred minutes per person. It was shared. And guess who got the majority? Not me. No. My mom did. Did. Whoever was running it was your mom. Did she send the? Yeah, rep- who else? The- my dad. What was I wasn't he, sure. Like, if he, he had o- other family members. He, mine, other family mine members. was my grandma was the admin. Two of my uncles were on it. My brother and me. So and you guys had to us. share. Well, you, we did share. you guys have phones? Did you have cell phones? Yeah, we had the cheapest oh, okay. versions. But okay, yeah, yeah, we did. But my grandma would send the monthly report. Like this month, Drew used 112 of the anytime <gasps> minutes. And, oh God, like, the would anxiety. Send it, and it was like everybody just on blast. Like yeah. everybody knows how much everybody used. I don't think yeah. I have a unique enough twist on this that hasn't been done. Okay. At least, at least, like reading it back, I'm like, I don't really have anything unique about it. Uh, I, I feel mean, like I feel like it's been done. But you're going to be performing at colleges. You can like yeah, point can, out the differences sometimes. Yeah, yeah, the Gen Zers that I'm yeah. performing in front of. Yeah, maybe. Okay, let me pick okay. one more in here. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it, that was a core memory that you brought up. Like, that's why I'm like, oh, yeah. with some crowds, like, yeah, that would be like a, oh, yeah, we did have it bad back then. <laughs> okay, these next okay. ones are pretty bad. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say. I like that you did ASMR. You I know, like, I'm like really, really nervous to say it. Okay. <laughs> Being a role model for kids. I had sex with my boyfriend on the floor on a towel because we live with my mom and the floor is covered in dog fur. Yeah, I said, because we do. Towel guy at gym. Dude, I don't care. Do you see where I work? I'm not responsible. I don't care. Call back to towel floor sex. I should have taken our towel. What the fuck? What Wait, does that mean? Is, was that a sketch idea? That, you said I don't towel know. guy? Yeah. Oh, because I think there is a guy at the gym that was like asking me for towels. And I was like, I don't care, dude. I'm getting paid minimum wage to be here. Yeah. You know? And then um, and then I think I was trying to make a call back to the towel that we laid on the floor because our bed was too squeaky. Yeah. And my mom was... Facts. My, my mom's room was one, one Right room next over. door, yeah. Yeah. There um, was definitely... No, she could it, hear everything. Yeah, so... And so we put a towel on the floor. I remember that. So we could do it. We do that. It's okay. We're married now. We're not going out. <laughs> we weren't married then. Ooh, oh. Too late. Re- retroactive 
whatever. whatever. Um, but that is really bad writing. What was I doing? <sighs> I wonder. I feel like I look back at these and I'm just like disgusted with the way that I wrote my premises and it's just so sur- they're just so surface level um i i think the what i was trying to say was like i can't be a role model for kids i think i started to substitute teach yeah and that i makes was sense. and and like talking about like you know what we would do like you wouldn't be a teacher i couldn't be a teacher because i i can't take anything i'm saying seriously to these kids because no. i know that i'm not a good role model yeah. for him. That might be where the joke is. I like that. Like, yeah. I can't be a role model because I, you know, did this thing that isn't role model. Like, I have an edible every night before I go to sleep. Yeah. I can't go in front of a bunch of kids and be like, don't do drugs. Yeah. Like, I'm high. I mean, I was I'm a just teacher kidding. and I, I would did never that. do that while I'm teaching. I was a teacher and I said, don't drink, don't do drugs. And I, yeah. And then you would drink on your lunch I break. I would drink on my lunch break. <laughs> so, yeah. I've never done anything. I've always been completely sober when I'm out of school. But it's just like, yeah, it's like, I, I can't be a role model for these kids when I'm out like late night in dark bars yeah. doing jokes. No, that's, yeah. It's ridiculous. I just feel like a hypocrite and I'm a terrible liar. So yeah. I can't. I it's think, tough. I think that's maybe where the joke was for that. I like it. I can't believe I wrote the whole towel thing, though. That's so gross. That's, yeah. Ooh. What was I doing? That was, yeah. It also just doesn't make any sense. The last one I'll read off this one says, yeah. KISS, K-I-S-S, in big caps, all caps. Should I start with cons- consent? Oh, oh, every kit. Oh, ki- okay. This is what Every is. kiss begins every, with K? Every kiss begins with K. No, every kiss begins with consent, assholes. It should be consent. That's what it starts with. That's that. I'm actually going to bring that back. That's, yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. That was the that's last perfect one. for your college. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll bring that for the like, college stuff. Some, yeah. <laughs> the phone and the consent. Yeah. You kids. Don't Every be- kiss begins with consent. It's consent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was a good. I think that was a good get to know you episode. I think we answered some some different questions that we don't get to on a very and they don't like necessarily fall into a theme um for an episode so it's fun just like answer questions that people asked and yeah i feel like honestly i do feel like i got to know you a little bit better really married oh like if i'm getting to know her better and you're sitting here like oh i knew that about aurora already i knew all of that like (laughs) you be married to her then okay really you would just give me up like that no no (laughs) No, don't leave me. <laughs> don't ever leave me. I'll never me. leave you. Ugh. You're here for I'm here forever. Um, and <laughs> but it they, was fun. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think they got to know us. I think I even got to learn a little bit more about I think I learned a little bit about you too. Yeah. It was good. I didn't know the car thing. That was funny. <laughs> um and thank you for listening. We release episodes every Thursday. Um and please uh Follow us on the socials, The Love and Comedy Podcast. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Um, so follow us one more time. It's The Love and Comedy Podcast. You know you're listening. And also make sure you guys subscribe, share, follow, comment, thumbs up the episode. Smash all those buttons. Smash yes. them. Hit them. Abuse them. Except the dislike one. Don't. Except the dislike. Ignore Every that other one. button. She's a bitch. Just let her live. Right? Yeah. But all the other <laughs> ones, smack the shit out of those buttons. Hell yeah. Okay? And then also, if you're on a platform where you can rate us please 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 rate our episode hi and um share share us to people that you think might like the insight to comedy and whatever you know and love please so um we appreciate the support please keep coming back and uh, we want this thing to grow so 
you know, help us out a little bit. Be a homie. Yeah, definitely. And oh, and oh, uh, and follow me. I've, I'm one of your hosts, Aurora. Follow me at Aurora Sing Comedy. And I'm your other host. You can follow me at Drew Schaefer Comedy on Instagram, TikTok are my two main ones. And yeah, we want to hear your questions. So send them to you know, the podcast page, send them to our Instagram, send it to us, DM personally, wherever you follow us, please send your questions. So we have things to answer and talk about on our next episode. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Yeah. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Bye. (laughs) 